Are you ready to say goodbye to fear, frustration, and overwhelm when it comes to growing and scaling your business? Well, you're in the right place, my friend. Welcome to Beyond Common Business Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Watsarino. As a five-time number one international best-selling author and speaker who has been coaching and mentoring business owners and their teams for over 20 years, I created this podcast to be the weekly support group that you needed to get through the toughest days in business. On this podcast, we dive deep into the systems, strategies, truths, and secrets of what it really takes to grow a Beyond Common business. We often dive into things that no one else is talking about, those things under the surface, that when they are in alignment for you or out of alignment, we don't want that. When we get them in alignment, everything in your business and life gets easier and more profitable. So buckle up and enjoy the ride, my friend, because business is not for the faint of heart. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to Beyond Common Business Secrets. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Lillian Brummett from Brummett Media Group. I am so, so excited to have Lillian as our special guest today. Lillian has been in business for over 18 years, and she has such a unique perspective on what it takes to continually evolve and grow your business and expand your network. So Lillian, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Tracy. It's really great to be here. It was really great meeting you online and and starting and networking with you. And I just love being here. I love what you're doing on your show. I'm really proud to be here. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you so much for, um, you know, reaching out and, and, and telling us how much you enjoyed the show like that. I always love to have people on the show that feel that way. So it's, it just really resonates with our audience. So thank you for being here for that. So um, one of the things that we're noticing now more than ever is that people want, you know, they want more money, right? They want more money, but there's certain skill development. And I know you've been an expert in areas of skill development. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Okay. So my main thing, my main theme, and what I've really become known for is that I never make anyone work for anything. So for me, it is about planning and not in some kind of weird, you know, anal way or anything like that, but I just really like to have a plan. So if I know that these are our goals for this year, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to have an action plan. And I renew that every single year. And I say, okay, these are our goals for this year. And the reason why we have those goals is because we're heading in that direction with our business. So how am I going to attain those goals? And what do I need to do to make those goals be the most efficient and have the most effective um, activity happening. So the best way to do that is to be prepared, understand the process of what you're actually, the current activity that you're doing. I'm going to use getting media attention as an example. So uh, a business, you want to get media attention, doesn't matter if it's local or if you're looking for a broader international audience, the process is the same. You want to make sure that you have everything that members of the media might want from you ready before you send out any query. You want to know, okay, they're going to need some images. They're going to need certain kinds of links. They might need to create a page on my website or my blog that services just 
the media. I want to make sure that everything I have online fits together nicely. So when the media goes there, I'm easily recognizable. They hit my Facebook. Oh yeah, that's Lillian. They can see right away. That's Lillian. So you want that recognition in your appearance online as well, your visuals and everything. So that when the media goes there, they can recognize you. They don't have to search for anything. You send them a query letter, and when you do, it's it's nice and crisp and concise, even if you have a lot of information to share. You try to keep it very crisp. And then instead of getting wordy, you would hyperlink a word. So you would say in your communication, oh, I really appreciated being on your show on November 19th. And you'd have November 19th hyperlinked, and they can click on that and go directly to that episode and they can remind themselves who you are and what you guys talked about without having to go searching through their records and all of that so you want to make your interactions with people so that they never have to work for anything that's where you're going to get your efficiency and your effectiveness happening so let me ask you if we could back up on that for a minute i Mm -hmm. love what you're saying about you know like never having to work for because people are like oh i want to work with her she makes it so easy i I love that I hear that often when I get invited to speak on media and I hadn't heard it. Per, like, I, it's just kind of the serve, like the servant's heart in me, <laughs> but I love, so, so this is amazing. So tell me what the media, like, what's the, the list of what media looks for? Well, it depends on the type of media that you're going yeah. for. Okay. So let's say you want to get some attention in print media. You're going to want to have a few uh, pre-written press releases, and these press releases should not be salesman-y. They are announcements, but maybe you're announcing a celebration of one of your suppliers happens to do incredible work that you're really proud of, and you want to highlight them. So you do an article, aka press release, about them, but it also pushes your business. You might have an employee who volunteers down at the Girl Scouts or something, and you want to highlight what they're doing and how that impacts your business and your local employees or something like that. You want to let people know that you exist, you're having a sale, whatever. You have these press releases available for the media to use, and you're going to submit them to the acquisition officer. Most places are going to have that title. Um, Or you're going to look for, specifically, you're going to be looking for the submission guidelines for each place you go to, make sure you know what they want. Um, But you want to have these particular things available. For myself, when I begin the year, I make sure I have at least 13 and as many as 33 new articles written. And these are available for all kinds of blogs, newsletters, print, online, all kinds of places out there are looking for content, valuable content. And then I get exposure through the byline or the links and stuff like that that are included in the article without being salesmany. I'm offering them valuable content that they want to publish and their readers are going to enjoy. And when I have that ready, as well as two count them to interviews that are completed. So you want to have at least six questions, interesting questions, not things that are going to be like, oh, buy my book or buy my service. You want it to be an interesting insight into what you do, advice that you're offering, uh, insight into your family, balancing your business, these types of interviews. Have at least two of them fully completed and ready for the media. So that when you reach out to them, you say to them, look, I have all of these articles ready for you. Here's the list of titles, their word count, 
their genre. If you'd like to see any of these articles, let me know, I'll send them to you. I also have completed interviews. So if you'd like to interview me, but you don't have the time, I have these ready for you. And you know, and you can, um, it's just so much easier. The media is just so much more willing to uh, work with you if you make it easier for them. Definitely have that website or blog. Blogs can act like a website. Um, and make sure that you have your about information there really clearly listed. And uh, when you approach the media, try to think about the timeliness of it. You know, is this, you know, uh, World Wildlife Week? Is it water conservation you know, month coming up or something. So you or, might be able to work or in peanut an butter day. or peanut butter day and you're a cook, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Whatever the day is that might tie in with your business or your business beliefs or passions, you know, you can make sure that you get that media coverage that way. So I love what you're saying. When you said the 13 to 33 new articles, are mm -hmm. these fresh articles that have not been posted to your blog yet and have not been like used anywhere else? Or are they stuff that has been published? Great question. So you can repurpose those articles. You okay. can use them in your own blog, your own in-house newsletter, print newsletter, bulletin. Uh, you can you can use them in all kinds of ways. Your blog, you might use them for creating content on your YouTube channel or a variety of different repurposing that you can do with that same content and your backlist of content. You know, every year you're producing all these articles. You want to make sure that you're using them to the best that you can. Maybe you can break them up into like mini social networking posts or something like that, too. Yeah. Well, I love that you're sharing with us about um, like what the media kit, media lit, because so many people ask this question. I, I get asked this a lot on Instagram and I think through the blog, I'm trying to think that, yeah, those are usually the two places. And there's a whole lot of research, a whole lot of answers, but there is not like, here's the checklist, the punch <laughs> list, and everybody in media is looking for the same thing. So thank you for putting light. And you gave a lot of new stuff. I love what you said about the hyperlink on the follow-up. So can you walk us through, like, not just that pitching piece for media, but like where that magic happens with the follow-up? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, this is one of my favorite things. And actually, it can be a little bit exhausting at times at the end of the year, which is what I'm going through right now. So at the end of every month, I'm going to look at my spreadsheet. My spreadsheet is a five column spreadsheet. Really simple. It's got the date that I first reached out to that person or made contact with them, whether it was a networking event or I met them online, whatever, or I sent them a query letter. I'm going to have a quick little note about the date, their name. Uh, the organization, the website, the content, little bit of uh, bullet form notes. You don't have to get specific, just bullet form notes. And then I'm going to go at the end of the month and I'm going to glance through and I'm going to see if there's anything marked blue that says, hey, you need to follow up on this. That's blue. That's what that means to me, blue, follow up on that. And then at the end of the year, though, this is where the real follow-up comes in. And I love doing this because so few people do it. It's literally so few people do it. And it's so important to do. At the end of the year, I go through my spreadsheet and I contact each and every one of those people. And I will send, um, you know, 600, 700 of these conversations out at the end of the year, beginning of January, I start that project. Um, and I have three draft emails that help ease the project. So my first email will be something like, you know, 
wishing you a prosperous new year kind of conversation. Thank you for our interaction last year. It was great. Let's keep going forward, you know, and I'll put a little link there. If we did something last year, like we were talking about, I'll say, this is where you appeared on my blog for the interview. And it was great having you in there. We got to have you back. Let's keep this conversation going. Or I might reach out to them with the other email that says, hey, you were a cold contact last year and I didn't hear back from you. So I'm following up on that. You know, I'm following up on last year's query. Maybe my email got lost in the busyness and chaos of life. And I wanted to reach out one more time just to see if we can work together in some way. You see how that comes across? And then following with the query letter. And then the third one would be, hey, we had these great interactions together. We've been networking for decades. I absolutely love this relationship with you. You're awesome. Let's get together for this. Oh, I noticed that you're a podcast host this, you know, recently you started a podcast host. Why don't you come on my blog this year um, when it's convenient for you for an interview? So I'm following up with each and every one of these people, even though I'm using a draft email, it doesn't come across as a, as like a spam mail or something like that, because I'm directly contacting them. It's very personal. My return on investment from doing that, all the work I did last year, right? I did all that work, opened those doors, created those relationships. If I walk away and I don't follow up on them, that's just a total waste of a whole year worth of work. So by following up on them, I'm getting like 40, sometimes 50% return in regards to immediate, yes, let's do this together. Hey, I've got this workshop coming up. Why don't you come on and be in one of my speakers? Or, you know, there's all these things that they're doing that maybe they can tie you into, or maybe they would like you to announce something on your blog. Like it's give and take. It's not always equal all the time. Sometimes I'm doing more, sometimes maybe they're offering more, you know, so it goes back and forth. We're referring people back and forth to each other, keeping those networking relationships open, right? So 40 to 50% return on last year's work now benefiting me this year without having to go cold, knock on doors and create new relationships and new activities with people I haven't done something with before. So it's really worth doing. It really is. It'll take a couple of weeks, you know, depending on what you're doing right now, it's moving on to closer three weeks for me because I've been doing some stuff online, like updating uh, Amazon information about our books and tweaking landing pages and all that fun stuff. So um, I've had some delays in that regard, but it's been, it'll take me about three weeks this year to finish my project, but totally worth doing. I love that you keep such a uh, detailed list, like on your spreadsheet, like that is genius. Cause then you can get through it in three weeks instead of like, oh, yes. where's everything? <laughs> and it's so easy to keep track of things. You know, if I know something is coming up, I can look it up just with a quick search on the little search box and it'll give me all the details. We talked on, we met in November last year. We talked about this on this date. We're meeting on this date for this particular topic. It's all I really need. Just bullet quick little notes to give me the gist of what kind of relationship and where I'm at with that person. And it's really helpful for just before a meeting, just before an interview, or, you know, if I'm uh, trying to follow up on something and I maybe don't remember what we were doing so I can, you know, it's so much easier. I like color coding, you know, pink is, you know, there, it's a great relationship. Um, I don't have anything to currently follow up on them with, but we're, we're, we're in the works of talking about future things. So blue means follow up now, there's something going on, you need to follow up on it, you know, within the next few weeks or something like that. So yeah, I'm just keeping it, in, in control that way. So that at a glance, you know, you can see what you're looking at. Um, 
I love that. And I think a lot, a lot of people, especially in the creative service space, which is primarily what, um, my audience is, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the clients that seek me out, they're always, and I'm guilty of this myself. So I had to learn, this is the learned behavior, right? So it's like always on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So there, it sounds like there's such gold in taking a minute to see like, how can we go deeper? Right. It doesn't always have to be this new seed, right? Like how do we right. go deeper and really develop? And I love that. Um, so I think that's going to be really helpful to a lot of people listening. That's like gold. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I have it. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oftentimes, you know, you're super successful in your business. You're just like such a wealth of knowledge. Um, Sometimes people find that um, like, okay, well, how do I get from where I am to there? So would you mind sharing with us like one of your big struggles, challenges you had in your business and what you did to overcome it? Uh, The biggest challenge I've had probably comes from within myself. Um, you know, the shyness, the, am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am, do I have value? You know, is my purpose and passion, um, worthy of other people's attention? Do the, does, is the information I have really worth being put out there? Are people really going to listen? So overcoming that was a big challenge for me initially. I mean, you know, that was quite some time ago. My first business was when I was in my twenties, I started a business of serving the upper middle class along the lake shores, you know, giving them uh, house maintenance and house management services. And I did that for about six years. And then I got involved in a car accident. And that's when I realized, oh, I guess I should have had a succession and a contingency plan. Didn't have that. (laughs) So I learned a really big lesson and I lost that business. But it started Dave and I on the journey to building uh, Grummet Media Group, which we've been doing for about 25 years now. And oh my goodness, has it grown from the first day it started, you know, we had these, maybe we should do this, maybe we could off, it was a lot of testing the ground and seeing what, where we could, you know, bring in the income, you know, still follow our passions, but, uh, and how we can work together was another thing too. I mean, you're working with your spouse. And so I was just going to ask, is Dave your husband? Okay. I was thinking that Dave was your husband, but I was like, okay, is Dave your husband? Awesome. Yes. And it's from, and it's a home business. In fact, my office is where the uh, living or, you know, dining room would traditionally be the living rooms behind me. So my office never goes away. And, you know, you have to get that shut off. You have to take that time to be a couple, but you also have to really learn to work together. So not only is it important as a spouse, you know, in a marriage, but I think for any, you know, co-working relationship, partnership, we really need to understand the other person. So we're going to have our own expectations. We're going to have our own list. And we have, you know, an idea of when things should be done. And yet the other person is going to have their, their issues that they're dealing with, you know, their schedule constraints, the challenges that they're facing, the obstacles that they're currently in their way, the things that are obstructing them from doing what they need to do, or to be able to maybe produce at the level that, you know, the other person is expecting them to be at. Not everyone's going to be at a hundred percent all the time, right? So we need to have that kind of compassion for each other. And maybe I'm at a spot where, Hey, I'm, I'm waiting for something from Dave. 
you know, I'm, I'm going to throw Dave under the bus under this, but, you know, let's say I'm waiting for Dave for something. And instead of coming at him, darn it, Dave, you know, I'm frustrated and you're holding me up and it's caused me, instead of that, I come at it from like, okay, well, how can I ease Dave's day? Can I make Dave, you know, time to be in the office? Can I take on some of the chores? Can I maybe, you know, do the laundry and the supper tonight so he has time to work in the office? Whatever it takes to get to allow him to be there. Maybe I can take on some of those chores. I can say, well, how about I do the copy for this particular project you're working on so that you can work on the graphics. I'll send you the copy. You can tweak and proof it from there or something. So, you, you know, you might be taking on a little bit of their chore and you think, oh, that's unfair because it was their job, but that's not the point. The point is you're working together to make things right and they're going to do it back. You know, as long as it's back and forth, of course, you know, there he's comes in and he takes over when I'm having a lot of troubles and you also have to know each other's skills. Uh, is he really, really good at working with technology great give him that chore you know i'll go over here and i'll learn how to do like ads on email right or something and he can he can take on dealing with the the websites and stuff like that so you can split off chores understand where each other's skills are or what is he willing to learn like maybe he doesn't know it but what you know he's willing to do it we all hate doing taxes and you know the bookkeeping and stuff like that but can we split up that chore then maybe i'll do this he'll do that part of it you know he's yeah. really good sounds like with a public lot of stuff right yeah it yeah, sounds like, like you guys are really good at like you know collaborating which is beautiful yeah 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 you know where i'm like more in the office he's more in, involved with people he's very charming and in person and stuff like that Real i'm person. pretty shy yeah, yeah i like yeah. to be in my office yeah. <laughs> Under, so, yeah, no, that's good. You got to know what right? your core genius is here, right? Like, that's good. <laughs> so do you have, like, I, you are a wealth of knowledge and mm -hmm. I am um, so grateful that you're here with mm -hmm. us today. So can you share what is the number one secret that you've discovered in business? You know, it's like some of it relates to life, but like share our, the number one secret that you've discovered. Mm. The number one secret really is to have your business plans in place. It really is. I know people don't like to go there, but you know, you, you really need to have your business plan. You need to evaluate it every five years because your business is going to evolve. You don't need to get really detailed with every little uh, aspect of your business plan. As long as you have something written in those sections, like how are your business operations going you know are you going to be doing shipping if you are going to be doing shipping where is it going to be done do you have a location that's clean and sanitary where you have a shelf and how are you going to store your supplies for shipping and you know all of that you want to make sure that whatever's coming up in the next five years you've been thinking about in your business plan and the reason why you want to do that is because your annual back action plan backs up that business plan it says this is where i want to be in five years this year, I'm going to do these things that's going to lead up to that. That's my goal over there. But this year, I need to do these things. And so when you have that written down, you're actually 80% more likely to do it to complete and uh, or at least reach towards your goals than you are if you don't write it down. So it's really important. Write it down, even if it's just bullet form, and then create that annual plan. That annual plan is going to walk you through, like, what do you need to do? What's your step? So say, as we were talking, you know, this year we want to get in local media. So how are we going to do that? What are the steps that we're going to do now 
to, so we can get that project, you know, happening and make sure that it's the most successful, most efficient use of our time as possible. Cause we were prepared. We were ready. Yeah. That's wonderful. So Lillian, thank you so much for your time today. How and where can our audience get in touch with you? You know, you can just do a quick search online and just put in Lillian and Dave Brummett. Honestly, pages of information will come up for you. All these different interviews and stuff like that. Our main website is brummettmedia.ca. And I also, of course, encourage everyone to drop by Amazon and check out our books on Amazon. Just type in Lillian and Dave Brummett and you'll see our books listed there. We have six there now and we have a trilogy coming out this summer, which we're really excited about. So. That is so wonderful. So we'll include the links in the show notes so that you guys can find uh, Lillian and David Brummett from the Brummett Media Group. Thank you so much for being here. As always, we wish you beyond common joy, success, and happiness. And we'll see you on the next one. Happy business building. Congratulations on making the smart decision to tune in to Beyond Common Business Secrets podcast. We are dedicated to empowering female business owners just like you to thrive and achieve Beyond Common results. We've provided valuable insights, practical strategies, and inspiring stories to help you grow and scale your business to new heights. Now it's time for you to take inspired action. Don't just passively listen, implement what you've learned and unleash your full potential. Whether it's optimizing your marketing, honing your leadership skills, expanding your network, or reaching out to join one of our strategic business growth programs. Join our thriving community of ambitious, supportive women entrepreneurs by visiting and joining our Beyond Common Business Secrets Facebook group to gain access to exclusive resources, connect with like-minded individuals, and unlock endless opportunities for your growth. Or feel free to go to our website, tracywattserino.com. Remember, beyond common growth is within your reach. Together, we move into truly thriving. Keep striving, keep growing, and keep conquering. Stay beyond amazing, and I'll see you on the next one.